0: Chapter Four of An Essay on Crimes and Punishments by Cesare Beccaria, translated by Edward Duncan Ingraham. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Caroline. Chapter Four of the Interpretation of Laws. Judges in criminal cases have no right to interpret the penal laws because they are not legislators they have not received the laws from our ancestors as a domestic tradition or as the will of a testator which his heirs and executors are to obey but they receive them from a society actually existing or from the sovereign its representative even the authority of the laws is not founded on any pretended obligation or ancient convention which must be null as it cannot bind those who did not exist at the time of its institution and unjust as it would reduce men in the ages following to a herd of brutes without any power of judging or acting the laws receive their force and authority from an oath of fidelity either tacit or expressed which living subjects have sworn to their sovereign in order to restrain the intestine fermentation of the private interest of individuals from hence springs their true and natural authority who then is their lawful interpreter the sovereign that is the representative of society and not the judge whose office is only to examine if a man have or have not committed an action contrary to the laws in every criminal case the judge should reason syllogistically the major should be the general law the minor the conformity of the action or its opposition to the laws the conclusion liberty or punishment if the judge be obliged by the imperfection of the laws or chooses to make any other or more syllogisms than this it will be an introduction to uncertainty there is nothing more dangerous than the common axiom the spirit of the laws is to be considered to adopt it is to give way to the torrent of opinions this may seem a paradox to vulgar minds which are more strongly affected by the smallest disorder before their eyes than by the most pernicious though remote consequences produced by one false principle adopted by a nation our knowledge is in proportion to the number of our ideas the more complex these are the greater is the variety of positions in which they may be considered every man has his own particular point of view and at different times sees the same objects in very different lights the spirit of the laws will then be the result of the good or bad logic of the judge and this will depend on his good or bad digestion on the violence of his passions on the rank or condition of the accused or on his connections with the judge and on all those little circumstances which change the appearance of objects in the fluctuating mind of man hence we see the fate of a delinquent changed many times in passing through the different courts of judicature and his life and liberty victims to the false ideas or ill-humour of the judge who mistakes the vague result of his own confused reasoning for the just interpretation of the laws we see the same crimes punished in a different manner at different times in the same tribunals the consequence of not having consulted the constant and invariable voice of the laws but the erring instability of arbitrary interpretation the disorders that may arise from a rigorous observance of the letter of penal laws are not to be compared with those produced by the interpretation of them the first are temporary inconveniences which will oblige the legislature to correct the letter of the law the want of preciseness and uncertainty of which has occasioned these disorders and this will put a stop to the fatal liberty of explaining the source of arbitrary and venal declamations when the code of laws is once fixed it should be observed in the literal sense and nothing more is left to the judge than to determine whether an action be or be not conformable to the written law when the rule of right which ought to direct the actions of the philosopher as well as the ignorant is a matter of controversy not of fact the people are slaves to the magistrates the despotism of this multitude of tyrants is more insupportable the less the distance is between the oppressor and the oppressed more fatal than that of one for the tyranny of many is not to be shaken off but by having recourse to that of one alone it is more cruel as it meets with more opposition and the cruelty of a tyrant is not in proportion to his strength but to the obstacles that oppose him these are the means by which security of person and property is best obtained which is just as it is the purpose of uniting in society and it is useful as each person may calculate exactly the inconveniences attending every crime by these means subjects will acquire a spirit of independence and liberty however it may appear to those who dare to call the weakness of submitting blindly to their capricious and interested opinions by the sacred name of virtue These principles will displease those who have made it a rule with themselves to transmit to their inferiors the tyranny they suffer from their superiors i should have everything to fear if tyrants were to read my book but tyrants never read chapter four